this is the Sean Yankee Show. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. Today, we've had a national tragedy. Two airplanes have crashed into the World Trade Center in an apparent terrorist attack. This episode of The Sean Yankee Show is being brought to you by the support of viewers like me. We realize the importance of independent media and truth in this time of mass deceit and propaganda. We have decided to fight for and support it to keep it alive. You can help us in this fight for truth. Contribute at patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee. Thanks for coming to the show. It'll begin soon. Everybody, get in here. Welcome back to the Sean Yankee Show. I am Sean, and no matter when you're here or where you're at, you are in the right place at the right time. So settle in and get comfortable because you picked a fantastic night to come to our show. This is probably the best night. You get two themes tonight. Tonight on the Sean Yankee Show, we'll be doing hindsight news. We do the news every Monday. Right away, we're going to sift through the bullshit and try to find the truth under all of the weaponized propaganda. And that's hindsight news. We do that every Monday. And after that, we're going to get into the real information, the important truth in Monday motivation. And we got a good one tonight. So we're going to build ourselves up after we get all our download of information. We have to inform ourselves so we get out of the way on Mondays and take part in the show. I love to hear from y'all, so feel free to take part. Comment and talk to us. Let us know what you think about whatever we get into. I love that, and it helps us. The other thing that helps us is to smash them shits. Do that right now before you forget. Hit that like button and share this out. That really helps us. It's important to help and support this show. We're just a little independent show, completely dependent on you guys to get us out and get us seen. And we're one of the last havens left for truth in this time of mass deceit. Because we put the truth first here. On this show, we believe that if it can be destroyed by the truth, then it should be. And this makes us unpopular with the establishment and regular people because people don't really like the truth. The enemy fears it. And the sheep flee from it. People don't want the truth. They, they really just want constant reassurance that what they believe is true. And we live in a world where authenticity is met with rejection. Where speaking the truth is met with disdain and exclusion. And we're bombarded with messages telling us to conform and to just be like everyone else. But we must resist that temptation. And you must stay true to yourself, no matter the cost. And it takes courage to be authentic in a world that tells you to be fake. It takes courage to speak the truth when it's not popular. But really, it's the only way for us to create a better world. A world where everyone feels safe to be themselves. And a world where everyone is heard and has a voice. So you got to stand up for what you believe in. Speak the truth and be authentic. Walk this earth like God sent you. 
because the world needs you. We need individuals who are unafraid to challenge the status quo and are willing to speak up for the voiceless, unafraid to speak truth to power, people willing to make a difference. So if that's you, I encourage you to step up. Don't be afraid to be yourself and don't be afraid to speak your truth because we're at a pivotal moment in history where we can either choose to continue down the path of conformity and deception or choose to create a new world. And the choice really is ours. And we're all about that philosophy here. So if that sounds good to you, welcome home. I call, I hope that you got to catch this morning's yank. This morning's yank was probably the best morning yank that has ever been or ever will be. It was fantastic. It was almost perfect. We got into a lot of stuff. The only thing I regret is I want to play some games. You know, I want to get some games going on the Yank. Let me know what kind of games you would like, like radio type games. It's got to be one player that I can play with you as an audience. So let me know what whatever you think would work. I would like to get into more interactive stuff on the morning Yank. You know, play around with the audience a little bit. That would be fun. But it was a really good Yank. We had a what she said. Uh, it was deep. You got to listen. You got to go find out what she said. It's worth watching the whole episode. And then we got into a lot of other stuff that's been going on. So I think, oh, Wednesday night. Wednesday night is conspiracy theories and chill. So come back for that. But I don't know yet what we're going to be covering. So let me know what you would like to see. Anything that you want to get into, I'm going to be researching it after the show and all day tomorrow. And setting it up for Wednesday night. So let me know what you'd like to see. But tonight on the Sean Yankee Show, like I said, we got a lot to get into. We got two different themes. And the first one's going to take up a lot of our time before we can get to the second, which really is the most important of the two. But we have to get this first one out of the way. It's Monday night. And on Monday nights, we do news. In many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now, today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, that was better then and served its purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election. Then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden. And uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the Madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. That was Ron Paul from 2009 fighting back against the bullshit agenda with Israel. 
you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but in that particular instance, he was talking about how we and Israel, you know, our intelligence agencies combined, set up, funded, and 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 put into motion Hamas. Reminds me a lot of the Taliban. You know, we are responsible for them too. We put them into power and now just gave them a shit ton of uh, ammunitions when we pulled out of Afghanistan. We gave them money as well. We gave them keys to the house. But anyways, we started them. Israel started Hamas as a useful terrorist organization that handled things for them that at the time to help them get rid of Yasser Arafat. But I'm sure it did more things for them. Just like our intelligence agencies use terrorism. And like Ron Paul was saying in that segment, radicalize the Middle East, you know, for our to further our agendas and to advance those things. And as, in a lot of ways, I think that's what's being going on here, that what is going on here. As you know, Israel has declared that they are at war now with Hamas. And there was a very violent uh, attack there, uh, multi-tiered and hard to understand attack. Especially when you factor in that Egypt is saying that they warned Israel multiple times that there was multiple warnings. This this is reminding me a lot of 9-11. This reeks of false flag attack. This was allowed to happen. The more you look into this, the more you find out that that's true. They wanted this to happen. So Egypt's telling them they're not going to give them any aid. They're not going to help. We did everything we could to warn you of this. You allowed it to happen. You know, Israel has one of the most advanced intelligence agencies on the planet in the Mossad. They get $11 million a day from us. They have incredible amounts of backing and equipment. And like the missile strikes for one, they struck me as odd because how'd they pull that off? As you know, Israel has that impressive Iron Dome defense system. And then parachuting and paragliding into events to pull off these massacres. The whole thing seems awful weird and stinks to high heaven. How were they able to pull it all off? Egypt says it makes no sense. They say they were warned. They say there's evidence that they allowed this to happen. I agree. But Israel is in full-on bombardment against the Gaza Strip now. They are at war and have occupied the entire Gaza Strip. And they've cut off all food electricity, and drinking water. Which, as you know, is a war crime. There are 2.1 million people living on the Gaza Strip. These are innocent men, women, and children, civilians, casualties of a war, who are being wiped out for something they had nothing to do with. You know, at the end of the day, the civilians are who really pay in these conflicts. And that's whose side I'm on. If you want to know whose side I'm on in this, I'm not saying there's a good guy or a bad guy on either side. I'm saying there's lies on both sides. I'm on the side of the civilians who are being wiped out and killed for just trying to exist and live their life. But Israel's defense minister on Monday declared a complete siege on Gaza. Says there will be no electricity, no food, no water, no fuel. He says they're up against animals and will treat them as such. These people, these civilians, are not your enemy. You want to say Hamas is, even though we've established you created that. You want to say Hamas is, that's fine. Um, they're tying Iran to this. They're saying Iran funded it. They're looking for excuse. They've been looking for an excuse to go to, to war with Iran forever. So they're trying to tie to Iran in this too. But those are your enemies. Not these people, but the children and, and the civilians of this strip. This shouldn't even be a strip. You know, I got into it on the Morning Yank. I, I hope you caught the Morning Yank. If you didn't, go check it out. But I got into my opinions on the situation going on over there. And for more on that, check that out. But this is outrageous. 
the attacks were horrific. I'm not saying they weren't. I'm saying there's evidence that they were allowed to happen. And now they're pulling up this full-on war and they want everyone's support. And we're giving it. We just sent a giant fleet of warships and troops, I think. I, I'm pretty sure. So I guess those troops will be used to wipe out civilians on the Gaza Strip and to starve them out and, and keep water and supplies from them. And then the rest of us will pay. As you know, we're dealing with hyperinflation in the United States. Our economy is spiraling out of control. Well, this is driving oil prices through the roof. You know, a lot of Middle East countries are siding off and, and siding with Iran, you know, as Iran is being pointed at and, and made into an enemy here in order to give them an excuse, I guess, to go to war and sanction them. Other countries like Saudi Arabia are siding off with them. It's driving oil prices through the roof. So that's going to hit us all in the pocket. That is on the horizon for everyone. But a lot of people are losing their life, you know. It's just horrible to me what's going on. Let me know what you think, what you think of the whole thing. I, I want to hear from you. I want to get into it. We're going to share in, in that in just a second. Um, something else that I found alarming that I thought we needed to get into tonight is there is trouble in fiat paradise. United States Treasury bonds have plummeted to their lowest level in decades. In some cases, their lowest level ever. Um, according to reports, Treasury bonds with maturities over 10 years have plummeted 46% since March 2020. It's almost half. Uh, the last time Treasury bond losses were this large was back during the dot-com bubble at the burst of the 21st or the turn of the 21st century. The 40% decline in Treasury bonds is... Uh, in line with stock market losses seen during the worst crashes of recent history. So our economy is showing multiple signs of crashing out. That's deeply concerning. When you start factoring all this stuff in together, it gets even more worrisome. You know, you got hyperinflation, rising fuel and energy prices, the economy crashing. We're getting put into a desperate situation. It really looks like we're being backed into a corner. You have to wonder what this is heading towards. Seems to be global conflict and, and a, a drastic change in what it means to be an American. A loss of liberty, a loss of freedom, a loss of rights. But the world on the global scale really seems to be splitting into two teams. You seem to have the BRICS nations and the globalist New World Order nations. China is preparing themselves to be immune to U.S. sanctions so that it won't affect them so much when we try to limit them. They're setting up other avenues, other relationships with these BRICS nations in order to exchange goods and services and even to pay for those goods and services. They're moving away from the dollar. They're setting up their own system. They're wanting their own new world order. It really does seem like the world is splitting off into teams. I, I, I don't really want to say teams, but sides. They got Putin out there threatening us with nuclear war again. I just felt this was noteworthy. The only reason why I picked this story, because I really don't know what's going on with this, the, the constant threat of nuclear war. It's outrageous. These are 50-year-old weapons. They have to have come up with ways to defend against these weapons. As of now, we have much scarier things. Why do they keep trying to scare us with this? They got Putin, who in most ways paints himself as an ally to the people, an enemy to the globalists, uh, a hero to nationalists, a supporter of the truth. He's even out against the satanic agendas and speaks truth often. He's a constant bully, though, a useful enemy, isn't he, though? An actor, maybe? I don't know. What, how do you feel about Putin? I only covered this story because of the name of one of their nuclear missiles. Just being honest with you. 
because really I just think he's an, a useful tool. You know, something that I use against us to scare us. I'm not afraid of this anymore. Maybe it's because they've threatened me too many times with it. Someone from my generation is used to getting under your desk as an elementary school student to prepare yourself for the nuke that Russia is going to drop any minute. I've been getting threatened with this my whole life. But this missile, the country's powerful nuclear missiles, flying Chernobyl and Satan 2. Satan 2 implies there was a Satan 1, but why are we naming nukes Satan Oh, that's weird. RFK Jr. announced today that he will be running independent. He has broken off from the Democratic Party. He's discovered that they're not going to give him a fair shake and win his own way. But a lot of his own family is denouncing his decision. Uh, some of his siblings, Rory Kennedy, Carrie Kennedy, Joseph P. Kennedy, and Kathleen Kennedy Townsend, have condemned their brother's presidential run, which they say ran contrary to their own political values. They say that the decision of their brother Bobby to run as a third-party candidate against Joe Biden is a dangerous decision. Bobby might share the same values as our father, but he does not share the same values, vision, or judgment. Today's announcement is deeply saddening for us, and we denounce his candidacy and believe it to be perilous for our country. How do you feel about it? You know, um, I kind of thought he was sheepdog in the system when he was in the Democratic Party because it made no sense for me for him to be in the Democratic Party. But now that he's went independent, how do you feel about RFK Jr.? I want to hear from you. Now he's running independent, though. So he is an opponent of both parties. A lot of people think he may pull votes from Trump as well. This story here has to do with the case that's going on against Trump right now. Right now in New York. Trump is up against fraud charges because they say he inflated the value of his properties for tax and insurance purposes. So they're debating over things like how much Mar-a-Lago is worth. Trump estimates its value as 420, 420 million to 1.5 billion. I don't think that's wrong. They're the government. New York is trying to say it's worth about 18 to 37 million. Just look at it. On screen right now, it's a palace. I'm sure it's worth much more than 37 million. It, it would depend on who you're selling it to. So it would range in value, but it's going to be extravagant inside. I'm sure I haven't been in, but I've seen some pictures. Donald Trump loves gold and, 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 and lavish extremely luxurious uh, surroundings. I'm sure it's very nice in there. So it would all depend on who you're selling it to. That looks like it's worth more than $37 million, though, to me, just looking at it. And that's the most they say it could be worth. But are we going to go after every billionaire for inflating the value of their properties for insurance and tax purposes? Because they all do it. So are we going to prosecute every one of them? complete joke but that's what this current case is about and that's the news that i had for you tonight that's what i wanted to get into with you on hindsight news tonight so let me know what you think let me know what you think about what's going on with trump are you buying it do you believe it is it believable to you or it's not to me i think it's theater i think they're doing this to make him a martyr. But what do you think? What do you think's going on? Why are they going after one of their supposed own? You know, George Carlin always said, it's a big club and we're not in it. Is Trump in it? What do you think? Let me know. I'm going to get over there with you guys and find out. We're going to go through some comments and find out what you're thinking, what's on your mind. And then we're going to get into motivation here in a second. But if you can, please support this show. It is very important to do that. We depend on you guys. We're just a little independent show. And there's many ways to do it. My favorite is Patreon. I need to make an ad for Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Sean Yankee is the best way to support this show. Or as individual donations. Or we have a merch store. 
Check this out. I'll be right back with you, and I'm going to get over there in the comments, see what's on your mind. Hey, let me talk to you for a second. Do you love sweet-looking, clever t-shirts that start up conversations? Do you love stickers? Stickers. When you drink your coffee, do you use a mug? Do you love these shows and want to do all that you can to help support them? Well, I have the answer to all of your needs at the Sean Yankee Show merch store. Our merchandise store is a great way to support our shows and get our message out there. Buy yourself a hundred stickers and place them in random places. Give everyone you know the Sean Yankee Show merchandise for Christmas. Stock your wardrobe with our shirt collection in every color. Support our show. Visit the merch store today. All right, so that was our merch ad. That's where you can get yourself a fantastic Sean Yankee Show t-shirt. We have eight, 19 different designs. But welcome to the show, everybody. I'm going to get over here to the comment section. I want to see what is on your mind and what you think about everything that we got into and talked about tonight or anything at all, anything you want to talk about. I want to hear from you guys. You know, as you know, in a little bit, we're going to change lanes. We're going to get into motivation, the actual important part of Monday night. Not that the news isn't important. We have to go through the news. You know, and it was a struggle to find stories for you that did not have to do with Israel. Every site is dominated by Israel. Breitbart is all Israel. I swear to you, I almost put it in the news and showed you a quick scroll down the screen of Breitbart. It is complete Israel, the entire front page, all the way down. So <laughs> uh, they're pushing this hard. And really, this looks like one more nudge in the direction of World War Three. That's what I think about it. I think we're being messed with. You know, I don't I don't really buy into the whole agenda. I got into that on the Morning Yank today. So if you missed that, check it out. But I got into the reasons why I don't support a war with Israel or a war with Hamas and Iran or whatever. I don't support going to war here. Not that what happened isn't horrific, but... You know, uh, there's multi-levels to this. It's multi-tiered, and there's lies on all sides like this. Like what Dawn's talking about here. Ukraine, who we're giving, what, $230 million a day to, not to mention billions of dollars in weapons, is selling those weapons on the black market. Those weapons are being used to attack Israel. The world is a stage. We're being played. You know, I realize that people's heartstrings are being pulled at right now. And you're being convinced that you should rise to the defense of Israel. Everything's a lie, you know. We're being misled. Like Ron Paul was trying to stand against it all the way back in 2009, but his words are still true today. Hello, Gabe. Our show ambassador, Gabe, in the house. Glad to see you here, Gabe. Babels 2, hello to you. But I'm going to get to the comments here. I want to see what you guys are saying. Chris was talking about China. He says China was probably the holder of the treasuries and decided to dump them back on the market. That's what's causing the drop in U.S. Treasury bonds. Could be. Maybe not just China. Maybe a lot of these BRICS nations are dropping their U.S. interests.
Fraser says there's a virus, a new virus been released in the UK. Doesn't know if it's tied to the flu shot, but it hurts your brain and gives you temporary blindness. With rest and sleep, your vision returns, but hurts a lot in the brain. Holy shit. He says he got it two days ago. Took seven hours to manifest and make your eyes not work. He's gotten better within the last two days, thank God. I'm glad to hear that. But it hurts your brain? What do you think that is? Joan says there's been fighting on the Gaza Strip for her whole life. Of 61 years and probably long before that. This fighting will never stop. They are fighting over that land. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but like Israel started off as a little chunk of land that was designated to them under what the Balfour Declaration or something like that in 1948. So a little chunk of land. It has spread out to the entire country of Palestine. Now, the Gaza Strip is the area of people that they keep pushing back. They've grown their country through genocide. And they've been fighting in this Gaza Strip this whole time because they're taking their land and spreading their country out and eliminating these people. And yeah, it's been going on forever. But now they're trying to rile us up. They're trying to get us all excited and, and push us into war. Not just with Russia, but now Iran. and Soon it'll be all the BRICS nations. They're breaking off. And, and what I think it is, what I think it is, is the globalist agenda losing its hold. And right now they're trying to cash out from the table and just get away with all of the assets that they can and all of the control that they can before the game ends. And you're going to see the world split off into sections. But it'll seem like nothing happened to us because we'll be closed off from it. They'll cut us off from the internet and all information and we won't know any different. We'll still think we're number one. We won't know. And Jones right about this. There's a reason why we're hated worldwide. You know, Americans are hated and looked at as the enemy and the bully. We can't expect to police the entire world forever and not to be attacked ourselves. Chris thinks Trump will, uh, Trump will get arrested, indicted, not arrested, convicted, I guess, maybe, and Bobby Jr. will win. That would be exciting. You wouldn't see that coming. That's kind of left field. Whoever wins, though, will be responsible for ushering in the next stage of their agenda. None of the people on that stage, Bobby Jr. included, are standing against the establishment in any real way. If they were and they pose themselves as a real threat, they'll be killed. That's how you'll know they were really against it. If they make it into office, they're under control. They're, they're on board. This is true too, Joan. That's what I'm saying. That's what I meant. Like as far as Mar-a-Lago's value goes, it could be upwards of $1.5 It all depends on who you're selling it to. Someone could want it because it belonged to President Trump. There's no real way to know what it's worth. At this point, it's like art. you got to remember this man is not just famous. He's a president. So who knows what it's worth? Amanda thinks that the big bad orange man is in the club and he's just a good actor. I happen to agree. I think he's playing the people. The biggest reason why I think that is because he's calling you to participate in a rigged election system again. That he tells you in one breath is rigged against him and then in the other breath tells you to vote for him. And nothing's been changed in that system, so I don't know why he's encouraging you to participate in it. Unless he's being ushered in as someone to sell the people, like Joan says on the CBDC and a UBI probably will be rolled in together. The CBDC will probably come with a UBI and it may be a, a requirement of you know, re receiving that UBI. 
that you also go along with the CBDC. This is because Jack's talking about Hunter Biden. Um, Hunter Biden, the artist. As you know, Hunter Biden is supposed to be an artist and he sells paintings for upwards of $40 million. That's because modern art, not just Hunter Biden paintings, but modern art itself is just a platform for money laundering. They move tons of money through art. Hey, um, switching gears, and we're just going to switch gears anyway, uh, preparing for what's to come. Frazier bought a machete. You need a good machete, and it was only 17 pounds. I don't know what that is in dollars, but 17 pounds don't sound bad for a good machete. You're going to need a quality machete when things pop off. You know, you never know. You got to be prepared. We never know what we're up against. Why are people so in love with war, Joan? That's a really good point. She says nobody should be celebrating people getting killed. These people in the Gaza Strip, for instance, are just trying to live their lives. They're just trying to survive. They are not Hamas. Hamas is who they elected to represent them. They're being bullied. Look, you the human being is, is an animal, essentially. You you can only push an animal into a corner for so long before it fights back. But these regular people and the children of, of the Gaza Strip are victims here. In my opinion. And, it, and even if you don't agree with that opinion, you should agree that they're human beings. And the way they're being treated isn't right. Now they're being starved out. Their land was stolen from them. You know, none of this is right. I, I'm not in support of this. Are you in support of it? Do you support this undying love for Israel? Do you feel like we should give them $11 million a day? Do you, do you feel like we should fight all their wars for them? Do you feel like we should bully other people so that they can exist? How do you feel about Israel? Let me know. But one thing I want to tell you real quick. I, I just looked at my notes. I just want to make sure that I address this. I, I number these shows. I always put what number show it is in the description. By the way, this one is number 667. Except it's not. It's not. It's number 666. I just numbered it 667 because I'm not going to. This is actually episode 666. But we're going to skip. <laughs> we're skipping it. This is episode 667. It's kind of like there's no 13th floor in buildings. They skip it. They go from 12 to 14. Not all buildings, but most. I'm skipping 666. This is actually episode 666, though. I'm just... I had no reason to point that out. I could have got away with it. I'm just letting you know. I went to number tonight's episode and I'm like, nope, I'm not numbering it that. There's no fucking way. Motivation night falls on 666. But anyways, it is time to change gears here. So we need to get into motivation. We need to start talking about building ourselves up. I think we've spent enough of the time from tonight's show talking about news now we need to talk about what's important so if you're ready it is time for monday motivation You have got to be honest with yourself. You can do anything that you envision yourself doing. That is the truth. Don't lie to yourself and say that you can't. Don't limit yourself ever 
You can. You really can. But it isn't going to be instant. And it damn sure isn't going to be easy. But if you set your mind to accomplishing what you want and you commit fully to achieving that goal, no matter what it is, you can reach it. I wanted to start what I plan to talk to you about today by reinforcing that truth. Because today, we're going to discuss the challenges that we face in improving ourselves head on. Let's be honest. It's fucking hard. Improving your situation in any way takes massive amounts of effort. Sometimes just getting out of bed takes all you have. Sometimes you don't want to do anything. You just want to unplug from reality, turn all the lights off and lay in your bed in the dark. And getting up is fucking hard. But success comes from discipline. It takes discipline to get up every day and push yourself forward because it is difficult. It gets overwhelming. And failing is a sometimes jarring and humbling experience. But if you keep going, you will get there. Now it's going to seem like you never will the whole time. And that is where faith comes into this. You see, step one is you have to buy in completely to the truth of the situation. And that truth, whether you want to hear it or not, whether it's comfortable to hear or not, is you can do it. You can have it. You can achieve it. I don't care what it is. That's why we never get specific, because it simply does not matter. If you envision it, you can make it real. If you want it, you can have it. You have got to start there. You have got to understand that basic truth. You can. If you don't start there, if you don't understand and deeply believe that that is true, and it's hard to do. Because to do that, you also have to understand that it is 100% your own responsibility. Nobody controls your happiness but you. You are completely in control and responsible for your own happiness. And if you're really honest with yourself, you're going to find that the limitations in your life are really imaginary and only placed there and enforced by you on yourself. You are allowing other influences, people, television, movies, anything to convince you that you are less than, that you are unworthy, or you are incapable. But it's bullshit. You're lying to yourself. But it doesn't matter if I say it. You have got to understand this for yourself. And once you do, once you get it, really get it, that it really is all in your own hands. You can begin to mold your life however you choose, but it's going to take real and consistent work to do it. And that work is going to be hard. You gotta know that too. Understand it, accept it, and then begin the work. But be honest with yourself. All throughout, everything you're doing, be honest with yourself and know your limitations. Don't try to bite off more than you can handle. You'll get overwhelmed. You have to remember that you are only human and you are capable of anything. And I know you are strong, but you can only do so much for so long before you break. No matter how much you are determined, you have to take breaks. You have to reevaluate, reassess constantly. You have to make sure you're not overwhelming yourself. I don't care how strong you are or how determined. If you push yourself past your limits, you will cave to the pressure. It will break your will. Now don't do that to yourself. You don't have to do all this in an instant. It's not going to happen in an instant. So be realistic on your path when setting your goals. Set goals you can achieve, things you can reach, and then move the bar a little further and a little further and a little further, but not too far. Not so far that you can't get to that next step. 
And if you don't know what I mean by realistic goal setting, that's what I'm saying. I mean a goal that you can attain, something you can get to. Choose something you think you can accomplish, then set the bar a little bit beyond that and stick to it. But don't go too far out or take on too many steps all at once by getting in a hurry to try to get to your end goal too fast. Your path isn't going anywhere and neither are you if you don't take care of yourself. The real and lasting happiness doesn't happen by chance. It happens by choice. You choose your mindset. You decide how you react to things that are happening to you and around you. That's all going to continue to happen while you try to improve your situation, by the way. None of that's going away. So you're going to have to learn to deal with it. Learn to change the way you process that information. And learn that not all of it even requires a response or reaction from you. You have to choose happiness. You have to decide that is what you're going to focus on. Positive. The negative will still be there. But when you start focusing on positive, you're going to see positive more and more. You will start to find the bright side of things instead of always focusing on the negative. But I'm telling you, you got to start with belief. You have to believe that you can. Once you believe that you can, you fully believe that you can do this, whatever it is, you're halfway there. That belief will carry you through the hard times. When you fall, it will be what gets you back up. Because you're going to fall. You know, I said we were going to be honest. We're trying to improve our situation, improve our lives. Some of us have big dreams. The bigger your dream, the harder it's going to be. It is not going to be easy. It is never going to be a downhill coast. And almost at every point on your journey, you are going to feel like you may never reach your goal. That's why it's so important to believe, have faith, and enjoy living the moment. You know, once you've found your truth and you have a mission and you're set on your path, you will find a peace inside of yourself. And really, you already have that thing you're going after because you've decided you're going to have it. Then you will manifest that reality. But you also need to let go of your past and stop thinking it's too late. It's every moment is a chance to start all over again. And everything that's already happened to you is part of you. It's part of your history. It's part of what made you who you are right now. But it has nothing to do with who you are tomorrow. You make that decision. You have to decide that you want to do this for yourself. That you want to make these changes. That you don't want to be in this dark place anymore. You don't want to feel defeated or frustrated. That you don't have the things that you want. You have to decide that it matters to you enough to find a way to make it happen. Because in reality, the paths are there. A lot of times we don't like them. You know, we'll see it. We'll see a course to where we want to go, but we'll convince ourselves we can't get there. We can't do it. We can't achieve it. You can't do that. Don't talk yourself out of shit. Believe in yourself. Because the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Take that first step and the second and keep going. To believe, have faith, and be honest with yourself. Don't take on more than you can handle. And when you fall, there's no shame in that, as long as you get back up. The truth is you can do it. And I know it's hard, but those difficult times are going to build a strength in you that is going to be invaluable in the future that you are building for yourself. You can do it. And again, I don't care what it is. No matter what it is, you can do it. That's the truth. So do it. You can do it. It's true, no matter what it is. You can. You're the only thing stopping you. Don't do that. Don't ruin things for yourself. You got to watch that, man. Make sure you're careful about that. You don't want to talk yourself out of stuff. You don't want to be the one that convinces yourself 
you can't have better and you can't do better. You got to be careful about that. You got to watch yourself talk. A lot of people don't realize how much power is in that. We got into that this morning on this morning's yank with what she said. She was talking about the power of your thoughts and how you can manifest your reality. Oh, Amanda's video stopped on her. Yeah, there's a glitch on Facebook. This is something they do things. Look, Facebook is a weapon. If you really want to enjoy the show, and I'm just being honest with you, I know it's going to be hard to learn a different platform, but the best way to enjoy this show is to watch it on Rumble. You can talk freely. You don't have to worry about being censored. You don't have to worry about going to Facebook jail for things that you say. And you don't have to worry about them glitching the fucking feed. On Facebook, when you go to comments, sometimes they glitch the feed. They'll kick you even and knock you out. They, it's a game. Facebook is lifelock. It's a weapon. It's meant to manipulate you. It's meant to upset you. It's, it's, it's meant to shock your vibration. That's what it's for. And it's, it's working perfectly. It's not that it's defective. It's not that something's wrong. It's what it's meant to do. It's messing with you. It's a game. If you don't want to play the game anymore, we're on Rumble. That's our main platform. That's the one I focus on the most. It's the only one I really care about. In fact, a lot of times now, Facebook will go down because I'm soliciting likes, I guess, by sharing the show. I share the show the same amount of times every night. Sometimes they kick it, sometimes they don't. Kind of depends on what we're talking about, I think. But it's just another way that they censor and suppress information. Another way that they keep people from important things. And I I think this show is important. I realize that you may not always agree with us and we not may not always be right. I always talk like I have a mouse in my pocket. <laughs> may not always agree with me. I'm sharing the truth with you as I see it. That's why in the intro, I always say, share your truth. You can show me something maybe. You can tell me something. You can give me information. It may change my opinion. And then I will adjust it here. And if I'm real wrong, I'll even apologize for it. I always own it. All that we're really doing is trying to give you information with integrity. But it's not popular. The truth is not popular. Just like if I'm laying in my bed depressed, I wouldn't want to hear about how I can improve my life just by manifesting a new existence. I wouldn't want to hear that. It would be upsetting to me because I believe that there's all these external forces that are forcing me to be the way I am. I don't want to hear that I'm in charge. I want to blame someone else. It's a lot like that. You, you always just, the truth that you're ready to accept is what you accept. Until you're ready to accept something, you won't even see it. <laughs> That's true, Frazier. Facebook does help us when they mess with the audience because they bring people to rumble, which is good. And the only thing stopping that rumble channel from really taking off is the comment section lighting up. If the comment section ever lights up over on rumble, like it does on Facebook, rumble will take off. I know it will. I've seen it. Whenever Facebook shuts the show down and you guys come to rumble, our views double or triple. Rumble always does well, but just, you know, the 10 or 15 people on Facebook coming over there will drive it up by like 30 views because the interaction goes up and Rumble uses an AI too. The more interaction that we get on the show, the better we do. That's why I always encourage you to hit like. Do you realize how few people hit like? It, it used to drive me crazy on my own videos. Like, it would really upset me. Like, I'd be like, how do we get 200 views, 300 views, 400 views, and, and five, six likes? Why is that happening? But then I started paying attention to other videos. Like, right now, I'm really into that guy, Oliver Anthony. So just as an example, his current video, he just released a new song. And it, it's up to, like... 700,000 views, but only like 69,000 likes. I didn't work up the percentage on that, but it's a pretty low percentage of the people that actually go to hit that like button. 
People are very stingy with likes. So maybe my percentages aren't that bad. You know, when looking at it through that lens, we're actually doing pretty good. We have a good percentage of people that hit like, but a lot of people don't do it. They just forget or just don't. I don't know why, but it does help us because the algorithm on the on the feeds and the, these platforms will show it to more people based on how many people like it and comment. Joan is still having trouble. Rumble is a, a new platform, basically, and they're making a lot of changes and improvements rapidly, but there are still problems. Like, Joan's comments show up backwards. She sounds like Yoda, and she doesn't know how to make it stop. I don't know why it's happening for her either, but... But I'm glad you like tonight's motivation, Joan. I'm, I'm glad somebody else is getting value out of that. I think it's valuable. I think it's important to talk about good things like that. So I thought real quick, it would be helpful to let you know some of the things that help me out in my routine. Maybe, you know, it could work for you. Something that I find very valuable that you can use is affirmations. I am affirmations. Just search that on YouTube and you'll find tons. Um, they're very good. They're quick and they're very useful. So an example would be like, I am happy. I am strong. I am capable. I am willing. I am able. Whatever works for you. And these are just things you can say to yourself that quickly build you up. They're very valuable. I, I get a lot of use out of them, you know. Uh, you find ones that work for you and just recite them to yourself. Your inner monologue is very important. It really is. You know, it's true. Like Master Shi was talking about on the Morning Yank today, you really can manifest your reality, and you do manifest your reality. And it's very important to watch yourself talk. So to train yourself on these affirmations can really help you improve your mindset. You would be surprised how powerful they are. Like right now I'm working on one because I tend to be a little negative. I'm just being honest. Sometimes I see the negative in things. Well, most times. So I'm trying to correct that. So I, I've been working with I am happy. I am content. Things like that. Uh, I am grateful. To try and improve that view in my mindset. It works. It really does. Another thing that works a lot for me, it may not for you, but it does for me, is stoicism. That is a philosophy, a, a belief system, and a way of looking at life. So... In the Stoic philosophy, like one of their big things is amor fati. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's basically love your fate. So accept things as they are instead of wishing for them to be the way you want them to be. Accept them as they are and learn to love them and appreciate them as they are. And then there's other things like, you know, a calmness of mind and, and all these other traits of Stoicism that really helped me. But it helps to have a philosophy. Something in Stoicism that helps me is you should have virtues that you seek for. So you know you're going to fail. It's part of it. But to start your day with a virtue in mind, something that you want to do, a goal, like to be kind to people, whatever, you know, to, to listen more, anything you want to work on, just start your day with that in mind and you know, and, and, and different things like that. It's, it's helpful to me. So these kind of things have helped me along and they may help you. And I just thought I would share that with you. The affirmations really are very valuable. They, they help me a great deal. You know, I get a lot of value out of those. You're welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for taking part in the show. Thank you for helping us out. We're just a little independent show. 
We completely depend on you guys and things like that really help us. I appreciate that. You know, it's like the other day I was at the store and I saw a guy with a T-shirt that I liked. And I was thinking in my mind, tell him you like his T-shirt. And I did. And, it, and he seemed to enjoy that. I, I don't know if he did or not. You know, I tried to I had that voice in my head, too, that was trying to talk me out of it. It was like, don't tell him that's gay. It's stupid. Why would you tell him? Like, fuck you, man. I like it when people tell me they like my T-shirt. He probably will like that, too. He seemed to enjoy it. He smiled. Little things like that. It, I didn't have to tell him that, but it made me feel better to do it. And it probably made him feel good. I don't know why I shared that with you. <laughs> I don't know. I guess because this is just an honest show. And, and we have honest interactions. I said that to him because I would I like it when people say it to me. Do those things. Those little gestures. When you think that and you have a thought. like You're like, I should say that. I, sh I should say I like her hair. I should say I like his shoes. Say it. It may seem small and it may seem insignificant, but those little gestures are really valuable. I struggle with this. Joan's saying, always try to see your glass as half full, not half empty. I have a big problem with that. I see my glass not only as half empty, but full of piss. You know what I mean? I'm very negative. I, I try to let it come across too much, but... I, I often am looking to speak to the manager. I am very dissatisfied with the way things are. Absolutely not, Amanda. It's very, it makes you feel good and it makes them feel good. And it's a very small gesture. You know, it's easy to do. It's just something that you can easily talk yourself out of. It, I think that's why I mentioned it. Just because it's small doesn't mean it isn't important. Same with your inner thoughts. You should watch those. You should watch the way you speak to yourself. Because it's powerful. I'm rooting for you, brother. Frazier says he's going to win this information war. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for all you guys, man. I'm, I'm on your side. Thank you. I think I need a new pair. I've had this pair for a while. Or maybe I could go back to the gold-rimmed ones. I haven't worn those in a while. Frazier says the best metaphor is the Victorian-style lantern. Requires oil to burn, and the burn is joy. And what you find or do or see is making the oil. To make your candle of joy to burn, you can create joy. It's magical. I like that. That's beautiful. But did we get any answers? I didn't see any answers or, or suggestions about what you want to see Wednesday night. Wednesday night's conspiracy theories and chill. And after this show, I'm going to go downstairs and I'm going to have a burger. Babel's made burgers. And then I'm going to start working on conspiracy theories and chill. So whatever you want to see Wednesday night, this is the time to let me know. And it could sway us. We may end up covering it. You never know. We can get into anything. But I do want to remind you to check out this morning's yank. You know, a lot of you may not even know we have a morning show. The morning yank. It was fantastic today. So you want to get over there and check it out just to see what Master She said. You know, what she said was was amazing. Diane was talking about it earlier. She said it was deep. It was very deep. Or Danielle, rather. It was extremely deep. See, look, it's things like that, Sandy. Like, like she's saying her coworker was very self-conscious about her weight. And she used to compliment her all the time on how well she put herself together. And that probably meant the world to her, you know, and built her up. That's very important. It's very important to do stuff like that. And you'll benefit from it as well. So when that thought crosses your mind that I should say this, say it. Make the world a better place.
You can be the change you want to see. And that's how we got to do it. That's what we got to do. We got to be the leaders. We got to be the agents of change. We can do that. You really can't make the world a better place. We just have to decide to do it. That's all it takes. Take the reins. Take the lead. Take ownership and responsibility. And and you can make changes. You just got to work on it. One step at a time. But I do want to thank you guys for hanging out with me tonight. I really appreciate it. You know, I, I value what we have here, the community that we've built. And if you do too, please support it any way that you can, whatever that happens to be. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. And I hope to see you back here Wednesday night. Have a great night. I love you guys, and God bless.